Welcome to the Coaching DNA Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Wyckoff. I'm also the founder of Kingdom Coaching, my consulting business in which I coach leaders. This is part two of my conversation with Jenny Williams. Jenny is the soccer coach at UNLV. During part two of my conversation with Jenny, we discussed leadership development in her program, her hiring process, staff development, how she navigates being a mom and a coach, and so much more. So without further ado, my conversation with Jenny Williams. Okay, let's talk leadership development in your, in your program. Do you um, do you have captains? Do you have a um, leadership council? Do you just talk leadership with the whole team? Yes to all those. Yeah, what's that look like for you guys? So I've I've done everything, and I think the reason I do everything is because. Uh, they say like every team you get every year. So whether it's a spring, that's a new team because now you don't have the seniors. And then when you start your fall season, it's a new team because you're adding such and such freshmen into the group, right? And then it's every six months, right? You're building a new team. It's not the same. So it doesn't mean you do things the same. So I've done a leadership council. I've done three captains. I've done two captains. I've done one captain, you know, just one for 30 uh, which is what we're doing right now. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm always open to learning more and new ideas about developing leaders. Uh, I think that's a growth area for me, but uh, it's so vital, isn't it? Cause when you have that strong leadership, you have a whole, like a really strong group. I've this past year, I've been so fortunate to have some just phenomenal young women leading our group at, it just makes your job so easy when it's done. Right. Totally. And, and do you have any, um, yeah, have you done uh, like a book study? Do you have curriculum that you work through or is it just kind of organically talking about leadership, leadership moments pointing out? Yeah. What's that look like? Um, so I'll tell you not necessarily what I'm doing now, but what I've done in the past, because like I said, I, I kind of just get a bit maybe ideas come to me about what the group needs. So in the past, I've, I've done like a whole study where we looked at the all blacks, you know, and, and how they were, because that aligns with our um, being selfless, you know, suffer, sacrifice, serving, you know, they sweep the sheds. Um, so we've done like that. Uh, at times we've just looked at great, great athletic leaders in the past and who they identify, who do they we've looked at bad leaders and, and what we don't want to be, because sometimes that can be very beneficial as well. Yeah. Um, we've, uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing that I, I've tried to implement is that selflessness. So like, again, with the all blacks, like the, the leaders are the last ones to eat. The leaders should be sitting in the worst seats when we go to a team meeting, you know, the leaders should be carrying all the equipment, you know, not the freshmen. Um, now I have to have conversations with the freshmen, like you better go fight for that bag off that senior right now. Right. They're supposed to do that. But what really supposed to happen is you better go get that from them. Um, so, yeah, diff different things. Again, that's why I say I, I, I'm adaptable and evolving in, that, evolving in that area because each leader is so different. They need different things from you. And I do always tell them it's hard if you if you, you know, should you choose to accept this, you know, that mission impossible, uh, the phrase like you're it's going to be hard. You're going to have hard conversations. You're going to get stressed out. You're going to be a bad guy sometimes, you know, just, just be ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. I love that. 
let's talk staff. I noticed you um you've had one um assistant that's been with you the the whole time and you've had to uh hire a couple new ones. I know I I you know maybe last year somebody left to be a head coach at Vanguard. Anyways, um you've made some you made some hires recently. I'd love to hear um what what was her name that went to Vanguard? Emily. Emily. So Emily goes to Vanguard and you've got an assistant spot open. Well, I'd love to hear just what your next steps were. Like, how did you identify what was your candidate pool? What the, what the process looked like? Would love to hear that. Yeah. And just shout out to Emily. She's was amazing and just so pleased and excited for her on her journey. And then again, for Jenna, the the one that you mentioned has been with me the whole time. Jenna and I play it together and I just absolutely, I can't say enough good things about her. But um, so Arden, who came in after M, um, what was, you know, Arden did it herself. And I'll tell you what Arden did. Arden worked for me for free uh, when M was there. And so Arden's kind of specialty is like data and analytics. And she's just so brilliant with video and scouting. And so he offered her services to us for free and helped me off and on for a little bit and would just come and observe practice and, and did a lot of like free work where I got to know her. And so when this opportunity opened up, it was really easy to slide Arden in there because she was aware of our team. She had come and kind of creeped around in the, the shadows of practice, observing everything. And, and she, she set herself up for success. Those are the best, like such a smart yeah. move by her just to, to bite the bullet for a year or two work for free, help out, and then boom, front runner for yeah. a job. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Way to go, Arden. No doubt. <laughs> Walk me through maybe, uh, I'd love to hear how you, what 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 your staff rhythms look like as, as far as like staff management, staff development. Do you guys, do you guys meet? Let, let's, let's think, let's talk during the, the fall season. Do you guys meet every day? Is it once a month? Like what's what's the whole management of your staff look like in, in leading your staff? Yeah. And again, this is an area I, I'm constantly looking to improve on. Um, so we meet uh, daily uh, in, you know, fall is such a grind that it's, I, I would say the biggest thing for anyone wanting to get into college athletics for the in-season time, you you cannot be so um, so set in in routines. You have to be flexible, and you have to be able to pivot. And you you can't be so controlling that that that's gonna set you off into you know uh, turmoil um, yeah. because anything can happen in fall with travel with even within the game. You know that's going on. So uh, we t- typically meet daily. We well, the number one focus is always the girls and the team. Um, so we're planning the session. We we're really lucky at UNLV to have not only like Arden and Jenna, but we have a great strength and conditioning coach, sports psychologist. We have um, a sports science um, person, uh, Heather Farmer, who is brilliant. And she just tells me all these ads. So there's many people um, that we meet with in order to just make sure we are helping the players to be as successful as possible. My goal is that they have to try to fail. I want to make it so easy for them to have success uh, in their life, in the classroom, on the field, and, and just in general. So um, that's always the focus for our staff when we meet is, is how can we we help these players to be successful. And so when we're designing the session, we're designing travel, 
that was one thing that we did this fall um, different is we went a little bit more bougie on our travel um, as far as like hotels and our meals we were giving them. And we had, we did a little spell of uh, breaking the, the most, like we were undefeated streak for road on the road, which mm. was fantastic. So we saw a lot of fruit from that. And again, that was with the, the, the target of serving our players. Love that. Where, in, in, in what area, I'll just maybe just mention one, where are you better now than you were th- two, three years ago? Where have you improved in your leadership? Uh, I would say I'm less of a tyrant. Hmm. Um, I think, yeah, maybe. And, and I'll tell you. So when I was, um, when I went through grad school to be a teacher, you know, there, there's even like all of these books that say you don't smile until after winter break with the students, you know, you got to set your rules, procedures, standards, you know, and then you got to be hard until. So I feel like that beginning of my time when you're turning a program around and you've, you know, it, it was that, that was my time. I don't smile until, you know, and I, and bad COVID with that, that was, you know, you're not smiling in general. It was just a hard time. Mm. Uh, and like I mentioned before, this is definitely a time where I can enjoy it a little bit differently. So I would say I'm less of a, a tyrant in that way. Yeah. Um, let's talk family. You have two kids. What are the ages? 14 and 16. Okay. So two kids, uh, busy schedule. You, you, you just kind of alluded to the fall and how hectic and crazy that can be. Um, walk me through. I'd love to maybe hear how you, how you navigate, how you, create good rhythms to where you can be a mom, even though you're in a really, you know, it's, it's stressful. It's busy. Uh, your, your profession. Yeah. I'd love to hear maybe just how you navigate those rhythms. I will tell you how I navigate them, but it's not navigating very well. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm answering all those questions. Like, ah, oh, so much. I just have so much like where I can improve on and I want to improve on. So I do. So there's this thing within the coaching world for women. It's called mom guilt. I don't know, maybe there's dad guilt, but I think it's a little bit more evident with, with women. And so I definitely suffer, uh, from that quite a bit. Um, but fortunately, uh, we do homeschool our kids. So I am able to kind of have flexibility with their schedule and, and my coaching schedule as well. And, I, and then I have a, an amazing husband who's just been so sacrificial for, with um, coaching and, and my playing career and everything. But yeah, it's not easy. I mean, I have, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy to navigate all of that at all. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, I do feel that, um, I do feel like that my players can see see me and 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 know that they could maybe potentially like the different career paths are still attainable um as they navigate or 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 they watch me um with that if that makes sense yeah I'm kind of mumbling through that yeah no you're it's totally so um do you do you guys work i've, I've got a, a a buddy of mine comes to mind um is a coach and um homeschools his kids and they really try to get the kids ingrained into the program so they're up there like early afternoon um in the program just being around there's just an in there's an integration to his life you know his family life and his his professional life 
So they try to like not have this strict boundary where they're up at the field a lot. Do you guys try to do that? Yeah. What's, what's that look like? <laughs> I would, I would love to do that. If my, my kids did not go the soccer route. I'm, I mean, I'm talking these, these, my kids are hilarious because they could care less that like they were old enough to be there at the world cup where their mom is playing. And they were like, they could care less to watch the game. They were like, I need a, I need this book to read during the game, you know? Uh, but they're, they're very much, you know, I, I'm toting them along PNLV and they're, they're able to work there while I'm training the players, um, on the field. But yeah, they, they're, they crack me up. My, my son will, will text me when I'm maybe texting or crew and then he'll text me like, random things like hey coach jenny are you looking for a five five you know uh i can really kick it far so like send me things like that it just cracks me up um but they're old enough to you know they're just uh so witty i love this age that they're at right now but yeah no they're definitely a part of it and and they love it uh they they're they're they have to because it's part it's part of their life but they're not in love with it the way i was as a as a child yeah yeah, uh, I'm going to go back to. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing all that. I'm going to go back to taking over the program there at UNLV. Um, somebody calls you today and says, hey, I'm getting ready to take over a program. I'm going to be the head soccer coach. What did you learn taking over UNLV that you would like to tell me? Like, I need to learn from you because you've done it. Um, I need two or three tips. What would you tell that person? Um, to prep them for taking over a program? Um, I would say, get, uh, that's a really good question. Get, get everything in order, get your life in order for what's about to, what you're about to go down and, and identify how much of yourself you're going to pour into this. And then are you giving your leftovers to your family? I, I don't know. I don't know the situation of the person asking me, you know, sure. like that part's important uh, because you, it takes so much of, of you to turn a, to turn a program around and change it. Cause you're, you're, you have to go in and, and you've got to get buy-in. Mm. You've got to go in and, and kind of create, why would they even want to play? Cause you're re-recruiting every single player that's there, you know, why do you want to play? You know, and you, you have to identify two like areas of need and what you're going to, it's like, you know, when you, when you wake up in the morning, you have all these emails in your inbox and you got to identify, okay, what am I going to answer tomorrow? What am what am I going to answer right now? And, and what maybe in an hour, you know, so you have to identify all of those things and then attack, you know, what needs to be done first, second and third with, with this program. Um, so you're not drowning, you're not drowning in it. Um, I think meet with every single player. I'm going to go all over the board right now with some of the things maybe we did. Meet with every single player one-on-one. Um, and don't ask anything about how it was done in the past. You know, don't, don't, don't talk negatively about what was done in the past. Don't do any of that. Where are we going to go forward now? How can I help you? How can I help the team? You know, what would you like to see? Um start to integrate those core values and your team identify, identify that before you even get there, what it needs to be. And then, and then be flexible. Um, that's, I learned at one of my coaching courses to have a philosophy that's spelled with an F, not PHF, 
a philosophy of flexibility in all areas because you you're gonna change you know and tweak things as you get going um and then everyone knows hiring your staff is really important as well um and uh getting get to know everyone at your like if it's specifically for university your university get to know everyone get to know the grounds people that are going to be cutting your grass you know and get to know anyone all the way up to the very very top and and how you can just be a great employee my mom one some of the best advice my mom ever gave me was you should be worth five employees to your superior your boss you know Mm -hmm. you should be worth five so you should that's the grind and hustle mentality. I want to be so valuable to the people in the organization I work for that they feel like when I leave, they it's a big hole. You know, I, I've been had a big impact. Love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all that. Um, what's the most important thing you bring to the program every single day? This not this is so hard to answer because I feel like I it's really not about me. <laughs> it's uh I I just facilitate things, um, but I've got some really cool girls that I'm I'm working with right now. But what do I bring every single day? Um, What's the most every, important thing that you need to bring every day? Like that I need to bring. Okay, here's what I do. Like I I set the we set the session. Me and my uh, assistant coaches like we plan the session. We set the session. I want the session set and done before the players even get out there. And when as the players come out, and remember I'm early is on time so it used to be hey you want to be early at 10 minutes well now they come out yesterday we had girls 25 minutes early to practice so i got to be set earlier before they get out because i want to be doing nothing but be with them i want Mm. everything set all the cones all the bibs where it needs to go transitions everything's ready so they have fully me so it's hello good morning what's up how's class you know and we're dialoguing and smiling and chit-chatting um I just want to be present with them uh, before we start the session. So, I, and I'm smiling. Like even if I'm having a bad day or like I didn't get my fourth coffee of the day, I I'm still gonna act like I am on cloud nine and like being out there with them is the most important thing to me. All week is just being at practice with them. I want them to feel that. I love that. That's good. But by the way, this is the uh, you you hit on something um, I wrote on this. I write a weekly email. I think it was like maybe four or five weeks ago, but it's the uh, paradox of leadership. It's not about you. And it's all about you. you <laughs> like it is not about you. It's about your people. Just what you just said. I I, I love it. By the way, I want to learn from you, but yeah, it's not about you. But then the flip side is as the leader, it's like your energy, the way you carry yourself, the way blah, blah, blah. It all flows downhill. It all starts with the leader. Anyways, um, I digress. Um, (laughs) Okay. I end with three questions. The first one is, what are you currently reading? Or maybe you're listening, maybe you're a podcaster. What are you currently reading or listening to that just keeps you sharp, keeps you, um, yeah, growing and learning? Um, I have to have like my devotion time in the morning so the bible is huge um and then i'm kind of right now i'm preparing for uh a talk i'm gonna do in at a general meeting in arkansas and so one of the topics i'm talking about is is kind of like is uh puberty uh enhancing for 
women versus men, you know, like, is it a, is it a performance enhancing, you know? And, and so I just been doing a lot of research into that and it's been so fascinating. So that's kind of been, uh, really good to just grow me and, and just I'd start to remember things when I was like a young player and going through that awkward time, like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, and, um, it just, it's, just, I know it's inevitably going to help me to relate and to coach better. So that's probably what I'm reading right now. Are, are you generally a, uh, like, are you generally working through a book or are you more of a podcaster or neither? I, okay. I, I must have ADD or something. Cause I can't sit on one thing. There is, uh, I, I go everywhere. Yeah. I do have podcasts. I do. I scour YouTube all the time and, and I, uh, it depends on what's going on in my life. Like last spring, the nation's league for CONCACAF was going on. So I was eating up like anything to do with like the men's Mexican national team and the drama with the head coach. And then, so then I was going down those and then, then that takes you on a tangent. Well, what's going on with Tigres? And I want to see what's going on with the Mexican league. And then I, you know, so I couldn't, I'm all over the place. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Okay. uh, Second question. What advice would you give a young female just getting into the coaching profession? Do your licensing. I think that that's been one of the most valuable tools I've had. And I was really fortunate through my licensing to have like a really cool um, mentor. um, She coaches at, I call her a mentor. I can always call her if I needed her, but she's she's in my conference actually now. And I would have never, never thought I'd ever be a collegiate coach when I went through my coaching course with her. Now she's at New Mexico. It's, it's Heather Dyke, but she's, um, she's really cool. And you know what, what she did for me and just the way that she spoke so positively about there's a pathway and you can do it, you know, it's just someone who believes in you kind of thing. She has done that for so many, uh, female coaches that have obviously gone through their licensing and not only her, but, uh, Leslie Galmore, who's now the GM at Seattle, but she was at UW for a long time. She was a, was my specific coaching course instructor, but she was there too. And, and I know they've done, they did that for me. They've done it for a ton of women in the game right now. And you're not going to experience people like that if you don't go through the licensing and, and expose yourself because the licensing for uh, soccer is very exposing because I, I would say more with women, we want to know every single detail before we jump into the water. Like, well, what's the temperature of the water? What's the dimension of the pool? Um, what, do, what, what kind of bathing suit am I wearing? You know, like, I want to know all that, you know, before I jump in, before I'm risky and taking the risk, right? So co- doing the coaching course is, is a risk because you're like, well, how much time is it going to take? Am I still going to be able to be with my kids? You know, like, what are they going to, they're going to mic me up. Everyone's going to watch my coaching session. You know, you start to psych yeah. yourself out, but it is so good to get so uncomfortable and, and be exposed and a bit naked and vulnerable and, and just grow. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, it's, uh, to my knowledge, it is like, it's the only sport that puts a huge emphasis on licensing. Like baseball doesn't, I don't think football, I, I don't think volleyball, like uh, it's soccer is the only sport that I hear people talk like that about their licensing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure sometimes it's a bit pompous too. Like, well, I have my UEFA, you know? So yeah, yeah, but you almost, you have to have that to have like some street cred at some, you know, with your licensing, but it is so good. Totally. Um, Okay. Third question. And I end with this question. Um, Who would you love to hear talk about their journey? Talk about how they build culture. Talk about how 
they do leadership development. Yeah. Who would you like to hear talk all things leadership? Hmm. I think, well, Keely from Colorado State stands out to me. She's the women's head coach there, but I think M would be a good one at Vanguard. I think she's, you're going to get someone who freshly just took over a program. Not only that, she decided to go do that while having her first child being pregnant. Mm -hmm. She, she found out she was, hold on, this might be too much TMI. So I'll let her tell that story, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But she, I mean, that's pretty, my kids were, were like, out of diapers when I started really getting heavy into coaching. Like she's doing it with a young one and, and I'm sure she's doing it so fantastically. Yeah. Um, but Keely is also good when I call it state because I did, a, I met her in my a course. Um, and we were both just assistant coaches. She was at Texas and I was at Oregon state at the time. And, you know, we didn't, we weren't like chomping at the bit to be a head coach. We were just going through the licensing and, uh, just she's really cool human being as well. And, um, she's come and taken over Colorado state also in my conference and has yeah. had so much success and done some really cool things. I heard a story about her making her players go to the, um, like a farm and basically like shovel up, um, droppings, you know, uh, yeah. you know, talk about being selfless and, and serving and, and, and doing those things. So super cool. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, Jennifer, thanks for creating space. Great stuff. Um, Christy Kylie totally was bragging on you. So I thought, you know, I got to, I love I got to, uh, I got to reach out. So yeah, awesome stuff. And, um, yeah, thanks for taking time. Yeah. Thank you so much.